now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 63 of the Seventh Rounders. This is the 2020 NFL Draft Preview Show. However, that's not going to be the name of this week's episode. This week, it's the AJ episode. Um, We broke news on Twitter just only a few days ago. Our beloved AJ, he's been taken from us by a wonderful, wonderful human being named Taylor. They are engaged. We are very happy. Um, Tears came to my eyes when I heard the news. And it was very overwhelming because uh, either John or Connor texted in the group saying, Chad, guess what? And everyone knew except for me. So I (laughs) felt like very, I was very confused at the same time. I don't like to get left out of things. Like I get very stressed out and then they like just didn't tell me right away. So I was kind of flipping out. Um, Well, I, I didn't know. Hold on. I didn't know when AJ was going to be at his phone. But I didn't want to say it. I wanted him to say it. So I just had to lead him into it. Yeah, I agree I knew, with that. I knew that I thought I could picture you seeing that text and then just a, a cute little smirk with a lot of just tears rapidly falling from the from the, the corneas, the pupils, the oh, eyeballs, yeah. the tear just, ducts. It makes me so happy. I was just smiling the rest of the day. You know, you know, AJ's and we, a good guy. You just root for him. You root for that I, your I, I guy. Had a, I had a couple of thoughts. My first thought was obviously like amazing for him. We're all very happy. Second thought was like twenty five. I'm twenty five now. Like, is this something that's coming up in my life? AJ's the three AJ's of us younger are not too. AJ's level. AJ's a little more ripe. He's twenty three. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm, I'm about to be twenty five this year. Like he's wise, well beyond his years. Yeah. We're, this is n- true. The three of us are not equipped to handle anything <laughs> like that right now. AJ's a different breed. AJ's just like, you know, AJ's emo- he talk reminds about me of te- emotional talk about emotional intelligence. Yeah. Oh yeah. He reminds me of Teddy Bridgewater, just well liked throughout <laughs> the league and is seizing the opportunity he's been given. Right? That's also wears two gloves. Also wears two gloves. Yes. Double wraps. So, draft, as Messier tries to pull it together. Pull it together. Before we get there, John usually has Kava for the episode. Tonight he switched it up, went with Chipotle. Apparently had a tough time getting Chipotle today, but has yet to tell Chad or I because he wanted to share it with everyone. Yeah. So, without further ado, we'll give John the floor. Tell us about how Chipotle went tonight, what went down, what went wrong. Uh, let me start with this. Like, I'm eating the bowl now. It, it tastes fantastic. The end product's excellent, but my God, leading up to it. So there's three people in this restaurant. No one's, you know, really going out <clears throat> with the COVID to eat. So I take advantage of that, and I'm, I'm quick. Breezy, breezy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy through these lines. It's always fast now. I love it. I, I really do love it. Um, but we get in line, and there's literally me, this woman in front of me, and someone walks in behind. And the woman in front of me, they start pouring, like, hot sauce all over her bowl. She's like, that's not mine. They threw that. That was a mobile order, and they threw it on her bowl. So that was a mistake. So you're you're batting zero right now, zero for one. You've messed up the one other woman in front of me. 
And then I get up and we get to the end of the line. It's going so smooth. We get there. We're at the end of the line. The guy, th- I asked for a dressing. I always get the little dressing on the side. It's a game changer. If you don't get it on your bowl, you need to get it on your bowl. Throws it in there. Absolute explosion all over the bowl, all over the inside the bag. Get out the napkins. The staff is now cleaning my bowl off. They get a new lid, pop it on there. And then he gives me my bag. He forgets to give me a new dressing. So I got to be like, I got to go back and be like, hey, I need my dressing. And then he gives me a dressing. The bottom is just covered in the dressing itself. So now my hand's disgusting. I got to go get back in line for a second time and ask him for damn napkins. I got to cut the line ask him for napkins, dude. A whole production. Thank God there were three people in there. Or, I mean, hell would have broken loose. We would have seen delays that we haven't seen in, in months in that restaurant if there are more than three. So, but hey, we got there. Luckily, like I said, tastes fantastic. Um, I'm wearing my new Adidas uh, Ultra Boost DNA. Adidas had a ridiculous 40% off sale on like their best sellers. The other, I took it full advantage, got two pairs. Let of me shoes. see them. They're Show white. Them. Yeah, they're 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 beautiful. They're clean. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Ultra I've also recently Ultra joined Boost the Adidas game. Uh, with I got a new pair of Yeezys. My roommate Mike also yeah. got some Yeezys. Big big time period for uh, Adidas in general. Yeah, and honestly, dude, so these, I got 13s. It's been brought to my attention that Nike, I'm a 13 and every other shoe, I'm probably like a 12 or a 12 and a half. But these don't, the thing about like the the Yeezy and the Boost, you don't, it doesn't matter if you mess up on the size because they're still so comfortable. I can't even tell that they're a little bit too big. Like they're not sliding around. They're still tight. They're comfy. I almost like them better like that. A little bit more breathing room down there. I got some big toes. People get <laughs> kind of scared when I take the socks off, actually. Like one of those, those big fingers. No, big foot, big guy. I want to anyway. go back to Chipotle though. You get the dressing. I have had the dressing before. It's fantastic. Fire! And I don't get it every time. Do you get salsa, etc., on there as well, or just right, the here's dressing? My order. I know this order like the like the honestly, I know this order better than the back of my hand. I could be in and out of there in about seven point four seconds. Get up, bowl to go. Brown rice, black beans, chicken. Mild sauce, sour cream, corn, guac, cheese on top. You come back to the cheese. You need the cheese on top of the guac. If you say cheese first, they put the guac on top. It sticks to the lid. John gets pissed off. Say guac (laughs) first, get the cheese on top, then drizzle that vinaigrette on there. Mix that puppy up, and you got dinner. It's delicious. He said that so smoothly. Single pie inside. That has been my order for probably the last four years, four or five years. That's all I need. Have you ever gotten sick of it? No, absolutely not. You know, so there's two kinds of people in the world. You have your people who order the same thing because they love it. They know it. It's, it's, it's the option that's going to satisfy them. They have no doubts that it's going to be a good order. That's me. You have the other people who are – and this is – it's fine, whatever you are. You have your people then who you order something new every time. You're going to try to mix it up. You're going to see what's out there. I like the other, especially if it's like the Chipotle's, the Cava's, the Chick-fil-A's. Give me what I know. Give me what I love. I'll be honest. I've never ordered, had a different order from Cava. Yeah. I, I've had the same thing every single time. I, and I'd never been there before earlier, probably three or four months ago was the first time, whenever it opened across the street from me. It took me about two or three trips before I really found my groove. And since then, like probably since the third time I went and I found that perfect order, I haven't changed it. That's all it takes, man. But that's food ordering, fast, casual food ordering with John and Connor and Chad. We should talk crap. 
We should. Now we, we will move into the draft. Uh, give me a second here as I share my screen. Connor, transcending episode 63 and the boys have learned how to screen share. And that's how we're doing this episode. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Chad and I, we took some time, put together a little mock draft. Uh, I think when we started this, John was a little bit busy for work, so we didn't ask him. But he's here today. He's going to he's gonna moderate today's draft. He definitely will have some strong opinions on a few things. Um, and, yeah, he's basically just going to guide us through this first round here. After the first round, anything can happen, so we didn't bother going past that. And draft is on Thursday. I'm excited. I have about 11 props out there right now that I uh, I can talk about at some point, too. So. I'm excited as hell. Good stuff. I have two props out, but that'll certainly be added to. I haven't had a chance to look at the rest. There's a I'll lot talk. now. I looked uh, recently, and there was a lot more than the last time I had looked. All right. So off the rip, I mean, we we all have – me and Chad both have Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Jeff Okuda going one, two, three to Cincy, Washington, Detroit. However, all three of us agree Detroit could trade here. Seems very likely. From Um, my sources, uh, I have a lot of credible sources. Um, Detroit is interested in moving back, but I don't think they're finding a lot of suitors. I think people are scared um, to move up and give up draft capital later on. Um, So I think Detroit will wind up staying put in all likelihood. Uh, with the the most realistic teams trading up being Miami, the Chargers, and then potentially Jacksonville. But I don't think Jacksonville has enough to move up from nine to three. And I don't think Miami or the Chargers are um, specifically the Chargers are not in love with either of the quarterbacks. So I don't see them moving up to three. The Falcons have actually been picking up steam a little bit about moving up to three. They love uh, Okuda, and they want a corner. I personally hope they don't do that. It's going to require giving up way too many picks, and I'd be fine with, like, C.J. Henderson if we just moved up a little bit, but we'll see. I, I – you go. I was just going to ask. I don't, I don't know what teams, aside from the Chargers, would want to move into that spot to pick a quarterback. I guess Jacksonville, but I think if anyone would be Miami to take Tua. I think any Herbert to Miami talks to smokescreen. However, I have Jeff Okuda under four and a half draft prop. That is my most confident draft prop. If that draft prop loses, I'm going to remember why I should have never started gambling again. So I'm going to need him to go three here. Uh, but if not, it's got to be trade up for two because I have two under three and a half to hedge it a little bit at plus odds. I saw it move to four and a half. It's not looking likely uh, for that one anymore. I think that the, I, I agree, though. I think Detroit's going to stay at three um, and probably take Okuda to replace Darius Slay. So the one thing I wanted I'll... to say, though, is the Lions signed Desmond Trufant in free agency this offseason. It is only a one year deal. Will that affect? Them taking Okuda at all? No, because Okuda is a number one corner for the next ten years. You take him now; he's elite, absolutely elite. Yeah, I think Detroit's in uh, just best player available. Their their roster is so bad that they're not drafting for needs. There's really no chance they this coaching staff can save save themselves past this year. So I think they're just going to be drafting best player no. available. And I go ahead. 
I have seen a very interesting scenario where New England's trading up to three to take Tua. I'd I've throw up. That. I'd I've seen that. I believe it was the Cowherd show. Now, that would be something insane. That would be so insane. And then I've also I don't seen... Think, actually, go ahead. go ahead. I don't think Belichick is about that life, moving like three or four picks. They always make draft like they always make tr- draft day trade moves. Never necessarily that significant, but they've also never not had Tom Brady. So if they know. do that, I'll throw up. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'll be I so will upset. never ever rule out anything that New England could possibly do. They currently have Jared Stidham at quarterback. I don't. I definitely wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, I just think that they'll be happy with a mid round guy, but. That'd be literally insane. I my your, your thing would cash though. They would draft two if they traded up that high. My issue there is, regardless of what how much New England gives up to Detroit, I don't know if Detroit would. New England picks what twenty second or they higher third in 23rd, the twenty third, twenty third. I think. Looking at just my big board right now, I only think there's about 20 players that are really legitimate first-round caliber players in this draft. I think after the top 20, it drops off big time. So I, like, 18 through 20, I have Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, and Xavier McKinney. After that, I don't – some of these guys are debatable if they're first-round talents and – I don't know if Detroit would be willing to move all the way down to 23 um, in that scenario. So I find it very unlikely New England can move up to three. Don't rule oh. out Billy. So, Although I think it's less likely than much less likely than Detroit sticking where they're at. Yeah. So, John, let's start. Um, Connor and I have chalk, same picks, one through three. We differ starting at four. So um, the Giants obviously – they have the quarterback of the future. Um, what do you see them doing at four? I know Connor has them taking Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker safety from Clemson, and I have them going Jedrick Willis, uh, offensive tackle from Alabama. I think that Dave Gettleman is terrible, and they could they could go <laughs> in direction. They might take another quarterback here. I saw I saw today from uh, Rappaport that Justin Herbert to New York is getting a lot of buzz. They apparently love him, and uh, J- Joe Judge is like a FaceTime chat with him coming up before the draft, so that's something to monitor. But um, I think they should pick Isaiah Simmons because of his versatility. On defense, they can use help literally all over the field. Um, if they go O-line, it's, it's Willis or Werfs. I don't think you go wrong there. But I, I would say Simmons is who they should take. I know that's who a couple of my, my Giants fan friends would like to see them take. But, um, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went quarterback because of Gettleman. I, I think uh, O-line might be the safer pick, but I don't think you can pass up the potential Simmons. of Simmons. That's how he, I he could very well be like a Jamal Adams type. Derwin in, James. Uh, in a couple of years. Or Derwin James. So, I think you have to take him. Uh, at five and six, Chad and I both have Tua and then Herbert. I really hope for you, your guys' sakes as Dolphins fans, they don't fuck this up and take Justin Herbert. I'm seeing way too much buzz about that, that I think it won't happen. I think there's too much buzz about it. Yeah. 
but that would suck. There's another tweet, and I can't remember who this one was from, but they were saying that this has been the most inaccurately mock draft draft of like recent memory based on so, what GMs are actually doing. Yeah, so I was actually it's talking about my uh, talking about this with my dad, but I read something that essentially said pro days, so post combine when these scouts go to pro days, they're with all, scouts from different teams. They're all buddies essentially, mm-hmm. so they go to these pro days together and they form uh, consensuses on players, and that's obviously gets passed along, and that's why some of these mock drafts in prior years are fairly accurate because all these scouts are on the same page. But this year, obviously, there haven't been any pro days, so these scouts haven't been together talking about players. So from what I read, there's people that uh, with mock drafts that have guys in the first round that some scouts don't even have in like rounds one through three, and vice versa. Wow. So um, Connor and I could be hideously bad with this projection <laughs> thing. Uh-huh. Um, but I... Um, I think two and Herbert are the safest five, six. Um, it's just, you're guessing if you go any other way right now, uh, a, a dream pairing that I don't think would happen, but would be honestly pretty cool is if the chargers took Isaiah Simmons, uh, that would be probably one of the best secondaries ever. You have Isaiah Simmons and Derwin James in the backfield or in like, safety slash linebacker territory and then you have their two pretty good cornerbacks i think that would be insane probably not going to happen but something to monitor chad i can't help but notice you got simmons pretty low i honestly i tried everything to move him up i currently have him going nine to jacksonville i think that'd be a good fit jacksonville is yeah it's all over the place um i just think arizona is a lock for a lineman. For lineman for sure. And Carolina's the interesting one. I initially had Carolina taking an offensive lineman. Obviously, they have the new quarterback in there. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, protect him at all costs. And I would have linemen. But the more I looked around at other mock drafts, not many, te- not many people had Carolina going offensive lineman. Um, I think, I think they might go Simmons. I don't know if you can pass up Simmons. If he's there at seven, I think they take him, especially considering Keekly just uh, Keekly retired. Out recently. Eric Reed yeah. got cut. They're up in a division that has Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Michael Thomas, Chris, Chris Godwin. Godwin. A lot of weapons, good quarterbacks. Like having a guy like Simmons to play all over the field would be huge there. Um, so I, I also don't know how much four I could see that I, I kind of I, I kind of align there. I, I, I also thought that they could go O line, but I don't know how invested they are in Teddy Bridgewater. I know they paid him, but I don't think they're necessarily ready to start drafting a team around him. If that makes sense. No, I don't think they are. I think he's a bit of a placeholder. I think they're going to be quite bad this year, and they're going to try to get Trevor Lawrence next year. I think the Carolina Panthers might be the worst team in the league this year. I hate to say it. Do you think there's any possibility they move McCaffrey? Because there were some no, they talks just signed at one point. Like a four-year deal. There's no way. They just extended him. The one thing I wanted to say about Arizona before we move on uh, is before they traded to Hopkins, I did think there was a legitimate possibility possibility they would take CeeDee Lamb there. 
Yeah, or, or Judy. Pair him up with Kyler, yeah. But I think they definitely go with an tackle to protect oh. Murray. And I think that I originally had them taking uh, Becton out of Louisville, but I think that failed drug test or that sketchy drug test is going to drop him a little bit. So I had them taking worse, and so does Chad. Yeah, I think the Becton uh, situation is very similar to uh, Tunsil on draft night. Drop a little bit. It's going to be a stud anyway. He's no, other than that, no reason to drop. He'll be fine. Um, but Arizona, I don't think they've had an offensive line since Kurt Warner was a quarterback, so they could probably use that. Yeah, for sure. And they're, they're, they have no reason to draft a receiver now. They have Hopkins. Fitz they're going to be like damn good. One or two more years. The Cardinals are going to be a team that I, I frequent uh, on the gambling in the fall. Hopefully with football. Hopefully they get some good lines. They might get overhyped, which could hurt us. But I agree. I, I like them a lot next year. Jacksonville's interesting. Touches a special place in John's heart because this is his father's team. I have Jacksonville taking Jerry Judy, the receiver, and I didn't have them taking a receiver, but today they cut Marquise Lee. I know they have DJ Chark. They have needs everywhere, but I Uh think for their team's sake and for the PR and everything, I think they have to take an explosive, exciting player. I think they go Judy. They're a disaster franchise, but I do think they get this pick right if they take Jerry Judy. So, um, I have them going Isaiah Simmons, and here it's just because Isaiah Simmons would have clearly fallen to this point, and that's best player. Uh, no, it's not best player available for me. I just lied. But I see it in Jacksonville's eyes. It's probably their best player available. Uh, so I don't see them letting him fall any farther. Uh, something to keep in mind with Jacksonville is – the more that I read, I think there's a chance the Chargers could pass on Herbert. And if Herbert gets to Jacksonville at nine, that could be a potential landing spot. Hmm. I'm curious to see if the Jags pull a Jags move and like reach for Jordan Love here or something crazy like that. Another uh, possibility. I, I, I'm with you, Chad. If Simmons somehow makes it to nine, that's absolutely the pick. Uh, I don't hate Judy, though. Give Minshew another weapon with Chark. That could be a really, really explosive pairing. I saw they're also shopping Leonard Fournette a little bit. Interested to see what they might net for him. My dad would love to see him traded. He's all out on Fournette. He thinks he's lazy. So, I don't know. But Jacksonville's a tough one. They're interesting. They do. I feel like I can't name more than five people on their team right now. So, I honestly <laughs> don't know what they need and what they don't need. Um. Because I had Judy going here, I was looking at receiver props. And Judy and CeeDee Lamb, both at minus 100 to be the first receiver taken. Yeah. Who do you think goes first? Or do you think it's someone else? Henry Ruggs, I believe, is plus 130 or 150, something like that. Probably. I would. Who do you guys think that, uh, who do you guys think is going to get taken first receiver? Kind of I have Judy going first, but uh, I I don't think you can go wrong with either of them. I just like that Judy played better competition. I think route running always translates to the NFL, and I don't think he necessarily lacks athleticism or physical skills. He's just not as athletic as CeeDee Lamb, especially after the catch. 
but he is still fast as hell. Yeah. There's a reason Judy is my number one overall player in this draft. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that's what other teams think. Um, I just, man, translating from the Big 12 to the NFL scares me. That scares me with CD. Um, so I think Judy will be the first wide receiver taken. I currently have him slotted in at number 12 to Las Vegas. Um, I was considering the Jets, but I, the Jets have to protect Darnold at all costs. Becton is a top 10 talent in this draft. I think if he falls to 11, uh, the Jets are going to hop on him and, and figure out other ways to get uh, weapons for Darnold. Judy in, in a Raiders jersey would be pretty cute. I might have to buy that. <laughs> he could be nasty out there. Gruden, I feel like he'd drop some, some nice plays for him. That'd be kind of yeah. fun. So I have uh, I have Judy going to Jacksonville, CeeDee Lamb going to the Jets. Or so like you I moved that think... up, Connor, correct? You had, uh, prior to this afternoon, I believe you had Ruggs as your wide receiver. Did you move CeeDee up? Yeah, the reason I had Ruggs at two is because I had the Jets taking Jerry Judy. And I just think, for, I'm, I always think the Raiders are just obsessed with these fast receivers. And maybe it's because I remember them taking Darius Hayward Bay when, like, ninth overall. That was a horrendous pick. Uh, so I thought that they would be more likely to take Ruggs than CeeDee Lamb. But the more I looked into the Raiders, I think they have a need in the defensive backfield. So I actually slotted Christian Fulton in there, the corner from LSU. And then I slid Ruggs down to San Fran. I also think that their draft tendencies are change are going to be different than they used to be with Gruden now. Um, I agree, but part of that weighed in on my decision at nineteen when the Raiders pick again. I have them taking Jordan Love there. I think Gruden wow. is very eager to get another quarterback in there that he can kind of mold. Wow! And then you pick the most polarizing quarterback prospect of the seventh rounders contingent to go to Las Vegas. Yeah, and I think he's going to suck, so I think that'd be a bad pick. I just think that that is a very possible pick that the Raiders will have so, at 19. You know what? We, we'll touch on him now. Or do you guys want to come back to him? Who? We touch on him now, Jordan Love. Um, that's fine. I was just going to mention um, – well, I want to go – I want to at some point hit on uh, Tampa Bay's pick. But I agree with Connor. San Francisco is going to need to take a wide receiver. Uh, I have CeeDee Lamb going to them. Um, although it's he, my second wide receiver off the board, not my second rated receiver. Uh, wow. But I see uh, other teams higher on Just him. Just thinking about San Francisco with Kittle, Debo, Emmanuel Sanders, and either CeeDee Lamb or Ruggs. Most stare in the backfield. Yeah, uh, Emmanuel Sanders isn't there anymore. He um oh. he signed with Houston, I think. They didn't need him anyway. I just threw him in for fun. Debo Kittle, one of those two, a good backfield. Is Tevin Coleman still there? Tevin and, Coleman's and, still there. Yeah, he has Matt one year. Breda, left, did they retain that whole backfield? Breda's still there. I know uh, most there is. Uh, as far as I know, yeah, they're all still there. That's a good damn team. They'll be good again. Yeah, um, we'll see though. It's Super Bowl hangover. It'll be interesting. They the speaking of the Niners, they today they announced that D Ford, Quan Alexander, 
and um, Marquise Goodwin. And uh, they have that guy Tart, who's on defense as well. I forget his first name. They put all four of them on the trade block today. I guess they want to get rid of some contracts. Hmm. Interesting. Well, they'd all probably net a pretty good return anyway. But to touch on love, so I found myself just laying around this weekend doing nothing because there's nothing to do. And I was like, you know what? I'll give this guy another chance. So I go on YouTube. I type in Jordan Love highlight tape. Watch the top viewed one. is like seven minutes long. So unimpressive. He's got some really nice throws, but so do all these other guys that are atop the board. Like he's not out of the, probably the seven that might go in the first two rounds. He's not better than the other six. He had throws that were on the highlight tape where he threw it behind the guy, but for some reason they were good enough. Like the guy was open. He broke open. Maybe Love made a good move to like elude a defensive end, and then he tossed it down the field, but it was behind the guy, and like at least two come to mind. So I don't know why Chad's gushing all over him. I don't think he's very good. I gave him another chance, though. I really tried. He's got like I don't know. I I think, I I think he's before Chad goes. Before you you get all fucking, you know, all worked up about this guy. I think he's just another guy that scouts get lost in the arm talent. I think there's a lot of negatives there that are just being ignored. I think he's going to – I don't think his, he's going to transition well to the NFL. And people want to say he's Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he's remotely comparable. That, that is one of the most egregious comparisons I've ever heard in my fucking life. It's so bad. I'm so sick of seeing that. It's such a lazy take. Terrible. Um. I, I actually did some research this weekend as well, sort of like Mr. Clemens. Uh, we may have watched the same highlight tape, but uh, my biggest takeaway was the footwork in the pocket was so goddamn mesmerizing. Just the way he Jesus. could step up, get out of pressure, and throwing on the move was very good. Uh, man, I don't know. There's just that it factor about him that really turns me on. Um, how will that translate to what other teams see in him? I have, I have no idea what any NFL team thinks of him. I have him going 24th to new Orleans. Um, yeah, you, you have him interestingly going, you have him going to a more interesting spot than me. You think that new Orleans is out on Taysom Hill then. Taysom Hill's not a franchise quarterback. Ain't happening. Sean Payton loves the guy. He literally tells everyone he's like the next quarterback. They got rid of Bridgewater. I think he is. I think they legitimately think he's going to be their next quarterback. Uh, I don't see it. I think they draft him, at least bringing competition. New Orleans got a very good roster anyways. Um, They'll run through that division again. Uh, That's hilarious. Um, while we're on quarterbacks, though, I shared this tweet with you guys a few days ago. Matt Miller on Twitter, if you guys don't follow him, pretty good draft follow. He had these ceiling comparisons for all the quarterbacks. Compared Burrow to Aaron Rodgers, Tua to Drew Brees, Herbert to Wentz, Jordan Love to Josh Allen, Hurts to Prescott, and Jacob Eason from Washington to Derek Carr. John, I know you had a problem with the Josh Allen comparison. We I can did. get to that. Yeah, Aside so, from that, I honestly like the other ones a lot. It wasn't bad, but you can't – I don't know why what, – what like Josh Allen hasn't even hit Josh Allen's ceiling yet. Not even close, I don't think. So 
I don't know why he compared him to a guy who's been in the league for two years, Jordan Love. That was a little lazy. But, no, the rest of the list was pretty accurate, I think. The one I have a little bit of a problem with is the Burrow to Rodgers. I don't know if Burrow's arm talent is on the same level. He does throw one of the best deep balls I've seen in a long time, though. So, we'll see. I'm interested to see how, how Burrow moves around in an NFL pocket. He didn't really get hit much at LSU. He moved around well, dude. He knows when to scramble. I think that's a big part of part of the comparison to Rodgers. But. That's fair. Moving along, Chad did want to talk about Tampa Bay at 14. I still had G, uh, Gedrick Wills on my board from Alabama. I think that they're going to protect Brady, so I have them going O-line here, taking best available. Chad has his guy out of Georgia, DeAndre Swift, going at 14. That's wild. Tampa Bay needs a running back, and there have been rumors that they could take Swift here, but that is way too high to take a running back. And if they do that, that's clearly management just selling out for, like, one season, maybe two with Brady. Connor, I completely agree with everything you just said. I think, listen— I don't know how Tampa Bay got Tom Brady. That's like that beyond like average looking guy with the smoke show of a girl. So Tampa Bay is just trying to run with it right now. And I think they're going to do whatever they can to make Brady happy. And that includes giving him uh, a weapon out of the backfield. Uh, Swift is my number one running back. He is a really, really good wide receiver. You didn't see as much of it his last year at Georgia, but phenomenal hands. I think he'd be a perfect uh, running back in that offense. And the only other route I could see Tampa Bay going uh, is offensive line, just again to protect Brady. I think this pick is going to be on the offensive side of the ball. I think Tampa Bay reaches here for the best running back in the draft. Do you think it's more likely that they take Swift here, or do you think – it's more likely they trade back into the first round and take him later on Wait. and or take a guy like Dobbins. Um, I, I think there's a good chance they could trade back to maybe 24, 25. Maybe that's a trade with New England. I don't know. Uh, but I don't think Dobbins is that he's not the – Dobbins' hands are decent, but he's not the pass catcher of Swift. I think they're specifically going to target a guy that is a really good uh, – wide receiver um not i'm not gonna sit here and compare him to christian mccaffrey because that's inappropriate to do but you know a dynamic athlete like that that's not just going to be running the ball and will be able to be in uh on first second and third down um so you kind of took the words out of my mouth i was going to say if we're really living in a simulation tampa bay is going to trade back here New England's going to trade up. They're going to take a quarterback to replace Brady with Tampa Bay's pick, which is where Brady went. And then Tampa Bay can take a running back later, which makes more sense. If we're living in a simulation, that will happen. All right. Keep an eye on that. If that happens, then so, nothing matters anymore. Uh, I got another guy I wanted to mention. While you uh, think about it, Kinlaw uh, to Miami at 18 would be a dream come true for me personally. That would give me so much excitement. Did you do that? I don't think there's an – no, no. I think that Miami legitimately needs another guy to pair with Wilkins that – and they need a guy that can transition inside and outside, whereas Wilkins I think is more of an interior guy. 
So I think that makes sense. And I think there's no question that Kinlaw will go in the 15 to 20 range. I just think it's a matter of fit and if he's still available. Best player available. Miami, you got another pick at the end of the round. Take Kinlaw right there if he's there. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Would you be upset if they went O-line there? That's what Chad has them going? No. But take Kinlaw because I like South, you know, you know. Miami yeah. hasn't had a relevant offensive line since 1984. So <laughs> do what you can to get guys to protect your franchise quarterback, assuming that was the pick at five. Um, One number- thing I want to mention about Miami, if they do take Tua, does he play at all this year? Oh, yeah. I don't think so. They still have Fitzpatrick on the roster, no? Fitz, he plays the whole year. I don't see Tua playing. Oh, Really? Yeah. Even Same if they the start the year like 0-7 again. I think they play. I think he'd play. If they start the year 0-7, that means uh, Fitzpatrick – or that means Miami has the worst offensive line in the NFL, which means why the hell would you start them? That's how I look at it. Oh. And Chad. What? I think that Tampa Bay – it's obvious why they got Tom Brady. Because Bruce Arians is a fantastic offensive-minded coach who's a quarterback. What's the, what do they call him? Guru. What's the word? Guru. Whisper. Yeah. Quarterback guru, quarterback whisper. Uh, Brady wasn't going anywhere where there was a coach that needed to prove himself. He was going where there was a guy who knows what the hell he's doing. And they got Ronald Jones still. I think if they got a guy like Dobbins with Jones, that could be a really good backfield. Just saying. Okay. I agree. I don't think they need to reach for a running back that early. I like Dobbins a lot, too. I, I love wouldn't... Ohio State, Chad, they, they're a factory. NFL-ready talent there. Yes, sir. Without a doubt. Um, 23, New England. Connor has them taking Patrick Queen, linebacker LSU. New England can just uh, needs to go best player available because their roster is a bit depleted. Ashton Davis. Safety, California. So I was looking at, I don't know if you guys know Mark Jarvis, NFL draft guy. Ashton Davis is his number three overall player. Mm -hmm. I watched some highlights. He is incredible. I'm in love with him. This is an absolute New England pick. New England builds from, in terms of defense, they build from that secondary inward. Uh, This is an absolute New England pick. And I'm going to think twice about it. New England's going to you take know, That's my lock. That's a name that I had never heard of before last week. And then I saw it pop up several times. And I actually, I need to, I, I might watch this film later, Chad. I might get into the lab um, because I've seen a lot of buzz about him. So uh, you kind of laid it out nicely. But for Patrick Queen, I think he's a sleeper to win defensive rookie of the year this coming season. He was incredible. Uh, and their their run to end of the year championship run. So I, I like him a lot too. I like both of those yeah. players you have there. I uh, so I think they definitely will go the defensive side of the ball. And I originally wanted to go safety because I agree with Chad's assessment that they, they build safety inward. And they would take a guy Ash and Davis or like like Delpit McKinney. So I agree that if they do take a safety, it will be Davis. However, they lost Van Noy, and I believe they lost Jamie Collins in free agency this year. So I think they definitely need a linebacker to anchor that D. And like John said, I think Queen was 
he was an animal down the stretch. He was by far their best defensive player. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that either of those guys go there. I have no problem with that. Um, I mean, we, we don't need to spend a, a, a much longer on this, but just the wide receivers in general, as we look at, you know, 18 through the end of the first round, um, Connor has Justin Jefferson as the fourth receiver off the board. I also have Justin Jefferson as the fourth receiver off the board. Um, and then I actually have Philly taking Michael Pittman, which was not normally received from some of our fellow Eagles fans that we had on last week. Um, Connor has T. Higgins as the number five uh, receiver off the board. Connor actually has, I believe, six receivers in the first round. And I have maybe six as well. So, um, John, what are your, you have any thoughts on the receivers we have going in the first round or any of these picks, you know, at the the Um, bottom half of it? DeAndre Swift to Tennessee is an interesting one from Powers. Philadelphia's got like a used gym sock starting at receiver right now, so they could use anyone, doesn't matter who. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, so if, if either of your scenarios for the Dolphins happens, I'll be thrilled. I love that they have three picks. This is ex- this is extremely exciting. Grant Delpit is a friggin' beast at safety. Um, I also like Antoine Winfield Jr. a lot. I don't think you either you have him in the first round. Um, I think he's, he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a top ten second round pick. He's, yeah, a team. A team could easily trade into the first round and take him too. I'm really high. On, I remember watching him in the bowl game when they played Auburn, and I was like, this guy's gonna be a stud. So he came out. I think he's a true sophomore. He's a bit younger. Um, I wouldn't hate to see him, but it, I mean, Delpit. He's there. He was a Buckus or what's the? I don't know. I went to, Nagurski. He was a Bronco Nagurski finalist. I saw him in person. He didn't win though. But I like that. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, Connor, can you explain the Swift? Pick? Yeah, Swift to Tennessee. I was sitting here today, and I was rearranging my draft a bit. And I do think Swift will go in the first round. So I was trying to find a spot late in the in the first round for him. So if Tennessee does keep that pick, they have Derrick Henry, obviously, but they elected to franchise tag him. And if you remember correctly, when they lost to the Chiefs, Derrick Henry barely played at the end of the game. I think they're looking for a better pass-catching option than a guy like Deion Lewis, for example. So I think that Swift could be the pick there. However, I think it's more likely that this is a spot where someone trades back in. I think Tennessee has some needs, but not major needs, and I think that they would be fine accumulating uh, uh, another second-round pick, maybe a third-round pick. All right, I like that reasoning. Um, yeah, so um, as we wrap this up, John – oh, I just had a voice crack. Um, John, can you give us – you know? Your final thoughts, because uh, this is the last time we'll talk about this before the actual draft. Um, maybe your final thoughts on Connor and my uh, mock draft, uh, a player that's sticking out to you that you'd like to get, you know, a last few words in, maybe a team. Connor, scroll importance, up. Importance of this draft. Uh, give us some final thoughts as our third party uh, 
surprised our our guest viewer of our mock draft yeah so i am pretty impressed with both go up a little bit more um i like both i'm trying to weed out and see if i like one more than the other i i think maybe just for the simmons pick i like simmons at four to the giants and that's where connor has him and then he's got judy to jacksonville which i'm okay with But I don't like Becton down that low. So now I'm like, you know, I'm trying to weigh things out. I'm going to go with Powers uh, by a hair. But I really like both. You guys both did well. I just hope my props hit. So who do you um, – well, talk about your props quickly before we wrap up the show. What do, you, what do you guys have right now? Well, right now I just have Okuda under four and a half, which has to happen, and then I have two under three and a half as a slight hedge at plus odds. But I don't. That's starting to look quite unlikely, so I'm I'm not banking on that one. Uh, that's all I've got. If Connor wants to take the floor while I, yeah, you guys can just look at my bets come up on the screen when I pull them up. Dude, screen sharing is something different. So I have Isaiah Simmons to go under five and a half. I have over five and a half Bama players being drafted. So the Bama players over five and a half really hinges on whether Trayvon Diggs will be picked in the first round or not, is what it came down to. So you're him, him and Mc, Xavier McKinney? Him and McKinney both need to be picked in the first round for that to occur. So that, that one I'm a little worried about, but I had to take the plus odds. I think that's good value. I have the Jets taking a receiver in the first round. So if they take an O-lineman there, that'd be tough. I have the Giants not taking an offensive lineman, which means if they take Simmons there, I hit two props, so I'm hoping that happens. I have the Lions trading the number three pick, and I have the Falcons trading the number 16 pick. Wow. That's bold. I, I like those. I, I um... The Isaiah Simmons one scares me. Basically, if Simmons doesn't go to the Giants, that doesn't hit, I don't think. Unless someone, some trades happen. Yeah. John, what, do you have any other props you're thinking about, or what? I'm looking at Malachi Becton now. Is his first name Malachi, or just completely pulled <laughs> it's out of my ass? Mac Mackey. All right, well, I'm calling him, I like Malachi way more. Okay. Malachi Becton, all right. He slid now to be the first offensive lineman drafted. He slid to plus 800. He's probably the most talented. And at plus 800, that might just be worth some team taking a shot on him. I could see the – again, at Dave Gettleman, I could see him taking him at four for sure. Guys all over the place. So in terms of a, like a long shot value play, Becton at plus 800 might be it. If they're not worried about the drug test, was it weed? What, I don't even. I didn't even see what it was, or was it PEDs? I don't think it's come out yet. I'm pretty sure it's not PEDs. Though. I would imagine it's weed, and if it is, that really shouldn't ding him that much, because um, I think they're not suspending anymore. Didn't was that a different league, or was that the NFL that changed their punishment That's policy? That's the now? NFL, but I don't know when that goes into effect. And that, I mean, with that being said, I think that he is the most talented. Plus eight hundred. I mean. That's a lot of value, and I know I'm looking, like, just quick search. I didn't even type in Giants, and one of the first things that pops up is Giants are big on him from February. So 
if you're looking for a long shot, I think that's it. I'm probably going to lock it in now for a small little amount. Literally, I'm not going to put much on it, but I think it's worth a little bit. All right. That's my bold prediction. But I think they take Simmons. If I, you know, there's a reason it's plus 800. Okay. And anything else? I think that about does it. The last dance. Oh. Real quick. Um, Interesting. What did you think? It was good. I have to watch the last 30 minutes. I did fall asleep. I soldiered through it. I was so tired. But um, I, poor Jerry Krause. I, you know, he's gonna. He's the villain already. He's the Carol Baskin of the Last Dance. Poor man isn't even alive to like defend himself. That's the worst part of it. But uh, I don't know. Jordan's a goat. It was a great start. No mm-hmm. question about that. I'm excited for the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, it's all, obviously, that's an era that, you know, I don't know much about. Outside of knowing Jordan's a GOAT, there's not much I do know about him, so it's definitely interesting to watch from that perspective. Uh, Just in the back of my head, I just, I'm always thinking, like, what way is ESPN just trying to be a shithead and spin this story? You know, so, we'll see. It'll be interesting. It's impressive all the people they got to do interviews. Um, it's also impressive how back in Jordan's time, like when he, like the mid-80s, late-80s, it looked like they were playing on literally like a church hardwood floor surface. Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, I don't know how you're not slipping around the whole game. It looked bad. So technology's come a long way in terms of hardwood, hardwood courts. That was one takeaway I had. All right. And with that, um, to everyone out there, happy drafting. Uh, I hope your teams select the players that you want, not more so than my Miami Dolphins. This is the biggest draft of my lifetime. You can't tell me otherwise. Um, It's arguably the biggest draft in any sport ever for me. Chad. Uh, What's up? Uh, This is me and Chad announcing live right now that we're going to go on Instagram live together for every Dolphins pick in round one. Looking forward to it. I like it. Um, I, I'm just going to say right now, if, the, if they take Herbert at five, I'm not the rest of the draft. So we will not be on Instagram. Yes, we will. We're going to soldier through this <laughs> together, Chad. Okay. Um, and with that, we will talk to you next week with a little draft recap. Uh, everyone stay safe, stay healthy and quarantine on. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.